0: Well, 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 what a morning already. <laughs> Brother David, I feel like a real preacher this morning, like I got my handkerchief, like them boys were doing up there at Taylorville, like Johnny was talking about. Um, anyway, we was uh, back there taking a look at it. We got two out of three units not working, so any hope that they're going to start working, it'll be a miracle of the Lord because I got to break her off. So uh, it's probably going to get warm in here, but we'll deal with it. Miss Peggy, Mr. David, y'all been in warmer places than this to have church in the past, I bet, haven't you? Yeah, we can deal with it, can't we? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, well, if I had to come out of my coat, that'll be fine. Um, We was back there working on it, and I got a text from my good friend Hunter, and he said, is air not working? I didn't know whether to laugh or be mad at him. I said, me and Warren's working on it. You know what that joker said? He said, Warren's working. You're watching. (laughs) I said, that's literally true. I'm watching the breaker here to see if it's going to flip. But anyway, um, all right, let's get started. Let's get started. Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Chris, you want to lead us? Amen. Revelation chapter 17 is where we'll find ourselves this morning. Revelation 17, we've been stepping through the end times. We've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about the times of the Gentiles. We've talked about the rapture. We've talked about the two witnesses. We've talked about the tribulation and we just finished talking about the tribulation and we're here in Revelation 17 talking about the fall of Babylon we were in Taylorsville uh, supposed to come home at lunch Friday and Brother Mike Bagwell was preaching the night services there starting on Wednesday and he made a statement that he was going to preach on the rapture on Friday night so we decided to stay and as he was preaching Johnny would nudge me in the back and say you need to get up here and correct his theology on that (laughs) I'm kidding he was right along with us I was proud too because I was sitting there going oh please say what I said I hope I was right (laughs) but uh anyway it was a it was a really good message um but we're here in Revelation 17 we're talking about the fall of Babylon we've been talking about I don't have my slides this morning I'm thinking about not using them as much um if it's just text on the screen, I mean, what good is it really? I mean, there are some things i want to show you in the future, um, but sometimes I find myself just basically skipping through text because we get ahead of ourselves, so we'll just kind of talk about it like this. Um, but uh, we've talked about what does this Babylon represent? And I, I made a statement, and it's true, Um Depending on who you read after, it depends on what you're going (laughs) to find. Some people say it's one thing. Some people say it's another. Some people say it's just Rome. And some people say it's this and that. And some people people say it's the United States of America. So I decided we'd just read the Bible (laughs) and see what we can glean there. Um, There are some really good writers I read after. Oliver B. Green... um, couple other guys like that i I do i I trust those guys they're in my opinion uh really good bible preachers um but this babylon we may we talked about it last time i i I don't even remember i didn't have we got home last night and our air wasn't working so it's been a whirlwind since we got home to say the least but i didn't really have time to go back and look but if i remember right we kind of talked about some people say this is this is uh the, the it it's Rome and it's the Roman Empire and it's the 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 papal authority if you understand what I mean when I say that I mean the the pope and the catholic church and some people say it's just that and I just don't agree with that um I think it has a much broader scope now we've already talked about that does it include a quote-unquote revived Roman Empire system? Yes, I believe it does. But I don't believe that's all it includes here. Um, when you go back and you study Babylon, as we're about to look at a, a few things, you'll find that the Bible uses the word Babylon to represent uh, a couple of different things, one of them being uh, any religious system that opposes the true God. And uh, I agree with that. I also said before, you know, there's some people that say it's not a real city. It's just representing a system. I don't agree with that. If you read Revelation chapter 18, I think it's clear that the men of that time and the, the, the political figures of that time are mourning the loss, the physical loss of a city. So I think it's a physical city. That's kind of when we got into how could it be a physical city and represent a system of things. Well, there's, I don't even know, Mr. David can correct me, I don't know what you call it. Dual typology or whatever. There's that in the Bible all the time where you see that God is saying something. In particular, we looked at the king of Tyrus. He's speaking to the actual king of Tyrus. Later, though, he's evidently speaking to or about Lucifer, and so the king of Tyrus becomes a type of Lucifer, and that happens, and, and we talked about it last time. Remember it's when Wanda corrected me. We were talking about I said it was it was Isaac and Jacob and Rebecca and the unnamed servant. Well, it wasn't. it was Abraham and Isaac and I may have just said it wrong again. <laughs> it was Abraham. Why, why don't you just tell us what, what it was? It was Abraham and Isaac and Rebecca and the unnamed servant. Being a type of God the Father with Abraham. God the Son with Isaac. The Bride, the church in Rebekah, And the Holy Spirit in that unnamed servant. And now later, he is named. But in that instance, he's not named. Because he's going to call out and find a bride, and everything he does and says points to the Son. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. You know, Jesus said that when the Holy Spirit comes, he won't speak of himself. He'll speak of me. And that's what he does. He points us to Christ. And sometimes I think we, um, I can't think of the word. Sometimes, well, let me put it this way. God the Holy Spirit is just as much God as God the Father is. Just as much God as God the Son is. But sometimes, maybe even unknowingly, we regulate God the Father here and God the Son here and God the Holy Spirit. That's not how it is at all. They're all God. Now, I can't explain that, and you can't either. If you can, you need to be up here instead of me. The Bible says the just are going to live by faith. And there's things in this Bible, Miss Peggy, we've said it a hundred times. There's things in this Bible you're going to take by faith, or you're not going to take them at all. I can't explain the virgin birth. But I believe it. I didn't have a problem when I came to it, as far as I can remember, just believing it and move on. Now, I know people that are so smart that they can't accept it and salvation we make salvation way too too hard it's not it's not easy it wasn't easy it was not easy to purchase our salvation but it's a simple gospel believe on the lord jesus christ and thou shalt be saved doesn't say anything about baptism it doesn't say anything about doing better before you decide to give your life to christ you can't do better I've heard it before, and somebody was kind of talking about it. I think it's Brother Tom Gillum out there. You know what happens. You hear it all the time. I'm going to turn over a new leaf. And I've I've said it up here, so you all know. You know what happens when you turn over that new leaf, right? It's just as dirty on the other side, if not dirtier. You ain't going to do better. I ain't neither. Not without God. So how that applies to Babylon, I'm not sure. But we talked about it and got through it, so um, we'll, we'll move on. So I've already got Brother David against me now. He he, he don't agree with me, and he, he probably can't hear me, so I'm going to say whatever I want to, but uh, no, he's laughing, <laughs> so he can't hear me. <laughs> um, I believe it's a physical city. I said it, I said it two weeks, if you don't agree with me, that's just fine. Get this Bible and read it and study it and figure out what you believe. Don't take my word for anything. If we don't agree about this, hey, me and Mr. David can still sit down and have a cup of coffee, can't we? Yes, sir, we can. I believe it's a physical city, and I don't believe it's wrong. I believe it's a physical city. I believe it's also, and this is kind of where we were going when when we stopped last time, I believe it's also representative of some things. I think it's representative of the religious system that has been around for a long time. We talked about this woman. Let me read. Let me read. Revelation 17. I meant to read it already. i got to quit running rabbits. Revelation 17. We're going to read the Bible. This is the most important thing we'll do in this class. Not listen to me. Revelation 17, we'll just read 1 through 5 because I said we've got to put in somewhere. Um, Verse 1, And there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials and talked with me, saying unto me, Now y'all all all know who the seven angels, well, not who, but you know about the seven angels? You know about the seven vials? We've already talked about them. Okay? Come hither, and I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. Well, he didn't mix any... He didn't mince any language there, did he? With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. We'll get to that later, hopefully today. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was was a name written. Remember we talked about last time, she's not even trying to hide it. She's proud of it. There's a name written. Mystery. Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. I think that's where we stop. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Now, remember, we talked about that word admiration. doesn't mean that John saw her in any type of favor. It's just that he was in awe at what he was looking at. It says that she is the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And that's what we were talking about. We were talking about Babylon. Babylon. Now, this is Babylon from when we've studied the times of the Gentiles, and we talked about King Nebuchadnezzar. It's, it's Babylon. But evidently, this woman, this Babylon system, has infected all the earth. And, and this is where we stop. How is that possible? There were people in Nebuchadnezzar's day, as great as he was, that probably didn't even know who he was. So how could Babylon have infected everybody? And I feel like I'm just talking at you instead of teaching. But you have to go back and look we talked about right at the very end, Nebuchadnezzar did not build the original Babylon. He was restoring Babylon. And he was restoring the worship of Babylon. Can anybody tell me who that was besides Brother David? Well, we got two Davids now. <laughs> <laughs> who did they worship in Babylon? Anybody know? This is, this is right where we dropped off. Y'all know I'll stand up here and look at you, and I won't go any further until somebody says something. Well, yeah, sure. Now, I can't hear everything. If y'all can't hear him, y'all have to get closer. Mm. Yeah, God called Abraham out of that mess. They were worshiping the moon over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and we were talking about dual typologies, and Baal is one of those. Baal, literal Baal, that was the Canaanite God. That's who they served. And when you look at him and you see an accurate depiction, I say accurate, as accurate as I guess it can be, you know, that joker is holding out his arms, and that's kind of where we talked about they would take their babies and they would set them on their arms above that fire and they'd sacrifice their children. And, and, and we, we, you remember we, we talked about that seems so far-fetched for us, yet how many abortions are committed in the United States every day? They did that for favor. They, they, would want, they wanted uh, prosperity and things, so they would offer the sacrifice of their children to Baal. And a lot of times... That's exactly why children are being aborted in this country every day. I ain't got time for a kid. It's going to hurt my career and so forth. I'm not going back into that. But God will judge. You mark my words. God will judge the United States for what we've done. It may be during my lifetime and it may not be. I don't know. But God will judge the United States for what we've done. Um, but Baal was the Canaanite god. But the word Baal is also used in general proportion in the Bible for, for, for some different types of religious cults that have nothing to do with the true God. So that's a dual typology too. But the God of the Babylonians, now it didn't start out this way, but he became a national deity, was Marduk or Merodok. And there's some guys in your Bible that even have that name in their name. Merodach Baladin. you can go look that up if you can spell it just as bad they would worship children in some of these things and we said before i'll see if we had any kids in here they was things that went on (laughs) worshiping these gods that i ain't i can't talk about in the presence of children or i wouldn't even talk about it in the presence of a woman sexual things that went on evil things that went on and so nebuchadnezzar He was restoring ancient Babylon. When I think of ancient Babylon, I think of Nebuchadnezzar's Babylon. That wasn't it. He was restoring the religion of Babylon, the worship of Marduk. So how could Nebuchadnezzar's Babylon infect the entire world? I don't think it could. So what's the Bible talking about? If I believe that it's Babylon, what's the Bible talking about when it says that basically this Babylon religious system This anti-God system has infected the entire earth. Well, if we go back, and this is my first time not using my slides, to Genesis 10. Take your Bible and turn to Genesis 10. And if I was Brother Tom Gillum, I'd point out how many people in here didn't bring a Bible with them to church. But anyway, Genesis 10. I don't know if you had one or not, but I hope you do. He can hit you right between the eyes, by the way, but it's good for you. Genesis 10. Let's see if I can find what I'm looking for. All right. Verse 8. And Cush. Now, that name comes up again. You probably don't remember it, and that's okay. But that name comes up again when, we look at, when, when we've looked at the end times. We looked at some things, Cush and Kut. I mean, push and <laughs> Cush and Put, but Cush begat Nimrod, and he began to be a mighty one in the earth. Now this is, somebody tell me what just happened. There was a pretty big event that just happened right before all this. The flood. You remember, God made man in the garden, and man sinned, and man got wicked, and God said, I'm going to wipe every one of them off except for Noah. And God spared Noah and his family, and they get out, and they start in this general one, right now, just one area, and, and the population grows. And we're, we're, we're reading about some of these guys that have children and some of their names, and that's where we are here. So this is, this is very close to being right after the flood. Cush begat Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore, it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter, before the Lord, and the beginning of his kingdom was Bible. That Hebrew word for Bible, there, is the same word. I'll find it so you don't have to. In Daniel chapter one, verse one, where it says, "In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of." Babylon, the same word. And so we find that the kingdom that Nimrod established, they called Babylon. Our word Babylon, the Bible says, Babel. That's Babylon. Now, what did Nimrod do? Now, it's written in history, whether it's accurate or not, I, don't, I can't tell you because it ain't in the Bible. But we're told that. He saw a golden crown in the sky, and he put it on his head. And what, come, what, would, what do you think would come from that? <laughs> People would worship him. But there are some things written in the Bible about Nimrod, and they are not good. What did Nimrod do? He built the Tower of Babel. And surely everybody knows that. He built the Tower of Babel. And that's where God came down and confused the language. All these people, you understand, spoke one language. They all spoke the same language. They started building this tower. Now, what was the purpose of that tower, do you think? Say it again? I'm sorry. To reach to heaven. The purpose of that tower was because... They wanted to get to heaven another way besides what God said was the way. And there's a whole lot of religions that are doing that. Another way besides the only way. And, you know, um, I loved a lot of things about President George W. Bush and a lot of things I didn't like. And one of the things I didn't like was he said that Uh, the people of Islam served the same God he did I want to tell you that is not true that's not true there is only one God one the God of the Bible but man wants to make another way he just can't deal with. he just can't do what God says And so they built that tower Bible to get to heaven another way. I'm already going to have to quit. Um, And so from there, when God came down and confused those languages there, and why did he do it? Do you remember? You remember why he did it? That's one reason. Chris said they couldn't communicate and finish the tower. That's one reason. Does anybody remember another reason? I think she, Andrea said, I couldn't really hear you, but I think she was making her arms like what I was looking for. God told them to go and spread out and inhabit the earth, and they didn't do it. They stayed together. And in staying together, they started devising these wicked things, and they built this tower, and God said, all right, I'm going to come down so you can't even understand each other. And wouldn't it have been something don't. I don't want to be there, trust me. But wouldn't it have been something to have been working on that tower one day, talking to each other, hey, hand me that two-by-four, make it 47 and three-quarter inches. And when you get that one cut, cut me another one. That blah, 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 blah. And you couldn't even understand what I was saying because God confused the language. And in doing that, he caused them to spread out, basically, into the entire, into the entire earth. But they took their religious systems with them and so we see that the religious system of this Babylon truly infected the entire earth all from the time of Nimrod and so while I do believe it's a city yes I don't think there's any way around it I also believe it's that religious system. Any religious system that is anti-God, that's ever been and ever will be, I think is represented in this Babylon. Now, in the end times, and we've talked about this, and I believe we're living in them, but hey, so did Paul. And we have been living in the end times. (laughs) Ever since Jesus came and died and was resurrected and ascended. But I think we're in the last days. And I believe that because of what we see happening and some persecution I think is coming. But you know what? Those Christians over in China that are being murdered every day and have been murdered for years and years and years and years and years and years. and years, Are we any better than them? They've been putting up with it for all that time, looking for God to come back. I don't know when he's coming back. But whenever he comes back, you better be ready. And one thing Brother Mike Bagwell said the other night, I totally agree with, and we talked about it in the rapture. I think there's strong evidence in the Bible that if you have sat under preaching and you have rejected christ in your life that when the tribulation starts and this don't start the tribulation but when the church is raptured out of here if you have heard the gospel and rejected christ i don't think you'll have another opportunity to come to god i may be wrong about that but i think you'll believe the lie there'll be strong delusion that they'll believe the lie we've got to remember now Tribulation's not for the church. Tribulation is for Israel. It's to turn Israel back to God. Now, there'll be Gentiles saved, yes. How many? I don't know. So you better be ready. We better have our kids ready. We'll finish talking about this Babylon next time, I hope. And if not, that's all right, too. But... Let's be sure we worship the Lord today. Um, It's good to have Brother David Porner with us. Brother David, you and your wife. Brother Kevin always says, y'all, you're among friends, and you are. You make yourself at home if you need anything. Any of us, get anything you need. Okay, brother? Good to have you this morning. Uh, Brian Ard, would you lead us in, uh, dismiss us in prayer?